Hey friend, welcome back to Here Comes a Dreamer podcast. We are your hosts Hannah and Neepa and we are so excited that you decided to join us today. We believe with all our hearts that God has a unique dream for your life and we are passionate to see you step into it. In this podcast, you're going to hear stories of dreamers who had the faith and courage to hope in the midst of hopelessness. So let's jump right into our episode. Welcome to episode 3. On today's episode, we are going to listen in to part 2 of our conversation with Jason. If you've not already listened to part 1, please make sure you go back and listen because this is going to be the continuation of Jason's story. On today's episode, Jason walks us through his journey and just a lot of things that God has been teaching him and continues to teach him over the years. Jason's story is one of redemption in so many ways. So, yeah, let's go ahead and listen in to our conversation with Jason. So I'm standing there he went to take the admission forms and I'm standing there and looking at this big giant Wilson College board and it says faith hope love is the motto of this college and I'm like oh that's christian so and I'm standing there and looking these are the only things that I know right I can't understand any other things that I'm standing and, and uh, hearing and you know I'm just listening and I heard a voice very deep inside my heart said the same college that you're looking into I'll make you write a history in this college you will be part of a, a big history in this college i'm like yeah okay so then my cousin brother comes in with my admission form applied uh, thankfully i got it fortunately or unfortunately i got in because i the, the, but then i had to study there for 3 years i got it for bachelor's of management studies which is business the plan is working so i don't want to be rich you know so i got in got admissions i got in I remember three years cutting the story short fast forward three years I studied in that college even today I don't know who paid my fees somebody a, a, a person a, a guy or a I don't know a man or a woman heard the story of this orphan kid a homeless kid who joined this college through the wise principal he was very kind enough to do that and through him somebody sponsored my fee. I have asked him a couple of times and he said I'm not going to reveal who did that and i studied in that college for 3 years and i realized man you know in the bible there's a story of elijah where elijah was fed by the bird and you know and it was like same thing for me 3 years man a lot of things happened in the college i remember in the first year i had no friends people really thought i may be like you know some disabled person that i don't talk to anybody i go to college soon after the college is done like our lecture starts from 8:20 to 12:15 done and then i get back right and then i i i was staying in the hostel so i immediately get back to hostel and then that was my first year i didn't know english i remember giving my first presentation because in management studies we have to give a lot of presentations and i had to borrow laptops i had to borrow suit you know that's how i used to do things and my first presentation was such a flop and my mom is like jason is even today we are we are in good terms and she really loves me and first presentation and she's like jason sit down please yeah if you speak i'll forget english so sit down so uh, <laughs> that is me by the end of third year you know i was awarded as one of the best speakers of the entire college and also okay now come before coming to that i remember i used to take classes to uh, all the plans in my house like back in the village days all the plans behind our house uh, where my students so i used to speak to all these plans those days and you know and i had this um, so there's a big stick that comes you know and i used to beat every leaf you know <laughs> all those kind of stuff that i used to do and you know so but i remember but i had dreams to to speak you know and all those 
but i god has promised me and i used to after my first year uh and in my when i was studying my first year my grandfather also passed away he was in delhi i had gone for his funeral also that was very painful season that's what i said a lot of lot of bits and pieces stories had happened in between but i just want to stick to the cl- uh, core things and during my first year i used to cry out to god and ask god please give me english god i want to i want to speak in english i want to learn english god please give me language you know this is this is my prayer my constant prayer and uh, the bible says in james right if any one of you lack wisdom ask of me who without rebuke will give you generously you know not just give you generously but without rebuke without rebuke means you ask anything like about wisdom any foolish way like in malayalam or you know whichever language that you know and you ask god for wisdom god is like i won't i won't rebuke you for your failures but i'm going to give you generously so and he gave me you know this is the thing that god said he said jason if i can i promised you that you're going to make, you're going to be standing in front of nations and crowds and people and universities you're going to speak which language do you think that i'm going to make you speak not in malayalam right i'm like no everybody doesn't know malayalam god that's like true god is like yeah so if i can give you a promise you don't think i can give you a language you think i am that small i'm like yeah that's very powerful statement but can you make it simple so that i can understand he's like simply jaisa if i can buy you a motorbike don't you think i can buy you a helmet i'm like ha now it makes sense and man i'm telling you i don't know how this whole language thing kicked into me but i had this amazing friend like first year when i went to college though i had no friends i i i observe a lot of people okay so all my listeners who think that you have no one to train you help you guide you i want to tell you get the habit of observing observation was my key to learn every single thing because in including table manners or body language or dressing or, you know all these everything that i see around i observe a lot this one of my friends uh, so he was there and he was a, a good uh, speaker like first year when they standing for class of representative he was standing there and he was giving speech and i'm like wow his the way he speaks english so anyone who wants to meet him just listen to me how i am talking i just copy pasted the exact way he speaks guys i'm no kidding and by the third year he became my best friend so it was just it was just amazing time i just copied i said god i don't want any accent i want to just speak well i just want to i want to make my words sound good you know i don't care about any accents i just want to make my voice heard and i want to speak i want to do that in english and i learned from him so what i'm trying to say is god is so good man god is so i i love what bishop jakes said in an interview with pastor steven ferding and then their interviews you know bishop jakes said this god can give you wood or tree can show you tree it's our responsibility to make it a chair or a table you know so many times we standing and thinking when it will come my god's like i've already deposited you just need to do the withdrawals you know it's already been deposited do the withdrawals and you know and just wipe the card man so that was me and uh during those years just want to tell two more stories and i'm going to wind up so during those days in college right by the third year i was like very i, I was pretty known in the in the college you know and i you know why i'm saying this is because i i used to sit in the canteen people from other department used to come and sit and just like jason just talk man and we just simply talk and and they all wanted to be like happy and joyful and they everyone every time they asked me this question like how can you be so happy and how can you smile all the time and that was my key to share gospel i that is my key to share about jesus to every single one so i make sure that i always smile all the time 
I had to stay hungry. I'd gone through jaundice and typhoid during these hostel days. I had no place to go when the hostel is closed. I used to call my, my friends, my childhood friends, stay one week with one friend, stay one week with another friend. That was me. A lot of good, amazing, kind friends I had who gave me shelter during those days. That was me. So uh, tough days, big time. So many. There were times when I was studying in the hostel, uh, mess is closed and I had to survive with one good day packet biscuit, you know, good day biscuit, one packet for a week because I had no money to buy food. So was it easy? Was it smooth? It wasn't. But what remained the same was the hope that God gave, the joy that God gave was constant through it all. And uh, there were a small prayer group that I started in the hostel days, you know, as a you know, as a third year, like senior and people listen to me and, you know, I mean, no, no kidding. And just, just, they wanted to hear it. And I started telling everything that I know about Jesus and all these things. They wanted to come and hear stories because I love telling stories. So they used to come to listen to stories and this small prayer group had grown. Why am I telling this one particular uh, boy from this group? He came to Bombay from a village in Trivandrum. And uh, he was a uh, like, I saw him and I'm like, I could immediately relate he looks just like me. So I started, you know, helping him out. And, you know, he became to faith. He was so strong in the Lord. He was always in my room, which I didn't like, but anyway, he was there. So <laughs> because I had a single room, but you know, I could, I could help him out a lot in his life. So after, yeah. So after my three years of my studies is done, I gone back, uh, I came to coaching, but in 2013, when I graduated from my college for the degree, and um, I remember uh, the results were announced and I get an SMS from my friend um, saying, much our results are out. Did you get any uh, information? So I said, okay, wait up. I'll call my, this, this junior. I'm going to call him and see. So I call this boy, the same boy that I was saying. I call him and I said, Macha, you go to my department, see the notice board and call me back. And he went, goes there and I'm waiting. My heart is like, duk, 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 duk. and he calls me on the phone. He's crying. I'm like, bro, what happened? Is that bad that you're crying? My result is so bad. So you cut it. Don't tell me. And he's like crying on the phone. He's like, bro, I know how you came to this college. I know you had, uh, you know, you, you didn't have much clothes when you came. You, you didn't know how to speak in English. It was very tough. I said, why are you saying that on the phone when I'm asking for you my, for my results? And he's, and he's just weeping and he's saying, I know people called you a blank boy which is true. Yeah. Side story. Uh, you know, during one of the, one of the events, uh, our vice principal uh, got into the stage and he very, uh, very funny way. He said it, uh, he's a very loving man. And he said it, Jason is the only student who gave his application form with most of the columns blank. And, uh, and that was like, hit me hard because for me, when I gave the application form, my name was there, email address were there. My phone number was there. Uh, parents details. I was so scared to write address, no address, local guardian. No, there's no local guardian. So most income column was blank. So most of the columns were blank and uh, I don't know how I got admission. See, this is what I'm saying about miracle. If you talk, if you tell me there's no God, come on, I want to show you my admission, <laughs> admission application form. So I had this name called blank boy. Maybe I call myself that during those days. And I remember asking God, because like I said, there's a lot of sub stories to it. There were times where I sat down and I asked God, God, you brought me to Bombay to call me a blank boy. You know, I'm a blank boy, man. I have nothing to write. And, you know, I want to tell you in, in, our, in, our, in our days of valleys, in our broken days, there are certain statements, there are certain words that God speaks to us so profound. 
that can sustain us for the rest of our life. Because I used to ask God a lot of questions. One of those questions were, God, why did you take everything from me? Why did you take everything from me? And God was so kind enough to say, God said, I didn't take anything from you, but you lost everything so that I can become your everything. And those statements like that, you know, that God is saying, I'm your everything, man. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I have no second hand in life. And God said, uh, you are called a blank boy, Jason. Just, just, just listen to me. I said, and I'm lying on the floor and I'm crying. This is how I pray. My prayer language is very different. You know, I'm, I might walk, I might roll, I might cry. You know, I might lie down on the floor and cry. These are, this is how I talk to God. And one of those nights he said, uh, Jason, I know that you are, you're very upset by being a blank boy, but I want you to remember this. When others come to me with their application form of prayer, they just want a signature from me. You know, just a signature at the end. But when you come with any forms, the columns remain a blank. I said, yeah, I am a blank boy. Why? He said, I, uh, it's kept blank. It's kept blank so that I can write with my handwriting in all those blank columns. Every single blank forms of blank columns has been written by my hand. Your shortage is my storage. Every areas where you are lacking and being weakened, I can be that strength. You know, others who come with everything, they just need a signature at the end. But when you come, you want me to write the whole form. And that privilege, not everybody gets. And I'm like, man, talk to me truths like this, God, which will sustain me for the rest of my life. He calls me on the phone. He's crying out and saying, bro, your results are right in front of my eyes. And for the university exams, man, in your college, you got first rank. I'm like, what did you say? <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. You're like, yeah, I got first rank, bro. And it's a miracle. And he just crying. And I'm like, wow. And guess what? I went for the graduation ceremony and I'm announced as the topper. And I am going to collect my trophy and the medal. And there's no one to clap for me. Everybody's sitting with their parents and I'm sitting alone in my gown. And I'm like, oh, I wish I, wish I had somebody, you know, and I collected the trophy. And I'm, so our college is, is very, very cute college. Okay. 200 year olds, a 200 years old college. It's looked like a Harry Potter college. So that's the nickname. So the, the, um, the graduation happened in the, in the, in the auditorium and it's, it's a very old style. So there's a wooden balcony also there, like, you know, so I'm collecting the trophy and I'm coming down and my heart is not happy. Because I'm going to come back to my single chair and everybody's sitting with their parents and all proud. And I'm like, there's nobody here to say that I'm proud of you, son. And you know, no dad, no mom, mom. In fact, I called a lot of people from my church. Can you believe like, like can you come for my graduation? None of them turned up. I'm not against any of them, but you know, I'm because it just, it was just God showing and proving. And as I was coming down, I was seeing like a vision. I was seeing God, you know, the whole, whole heaven opens up and he's like, God is like, that's my son. You know, that's my son right there who collected the trophy. So I came down and said, and I'm showing my friends, it's guys, I got first rank. Okay. So, so that I can just, you know, I can show somebody, there was nobody to appreciate, but I know the whole heavens were applauding for me. So even though the days are tough, even though the days are hard, <clears throat> God never, God never, ever forgets us. I came back to coaching. I started working. Then later I decided to uh, study the Bible. I needed to learn a little bit more about the Bible and its authenticity. So I got admission in Singapore. I went to Singapore to study my higher studies uh, in theology. So I wanted to go to study and um, by the grace of God, I got passport. It's a long story. And I remember going to this college and I, 
had um, full scholarship in City Harvest Church uh, School of Theology. I was admitted in 2014 batch. I studied with around 471 students and uh, I was one Indian among the 12 Indians studied. And uh, it was very interesting that I studied there in that college. Um, it was, I remember in the airport, I was going, I got the window seat. I was like, I want a window seat, you know, and I'm going and I'm flying. Okay. So it's like Indian time, 1230 and I'm going and uh, so I was in the window seat and a small story from the tra journey. Okay. God woke me up immediately at around 430 or five o'clock Indian time in my watch in Singapore. It's already seven, but you know, in my watch it's just 435 and I'm woke up and God's like, look down, look down, Jason, look down. And I'm looking down through the window and he's like, do you know where you're at? I'm like, where am I in the middle of an ocean? And he's like, yeah, but you're flying over Singapore. And I'm like, and I couldn't handle it, guys. I just turned around. I just wept and I wept. And then God spoke these words. And I said, God, uh, God said, Jason, do you remember those days? Do you remember those days where I told you that I'll make you travel to places? I'll make you travel to nations. And you don't have a family background. You don't need to have a big status. You don't need to have a big bank balance. You don't need to have a high qualification. You don't need to have a background of a family name or a family support to fulfill what I promised onto your life. Whatever that I promised, I am faithful to fulfill it. And I'm flying and I'm weeping. I'm just turning around so that the next person next to me won't see it. And I'm crying and I'm saying, God, how faithful are you? Guys, from that, from that country, I went to Malaysia, Myanmar, a lot of countries. And every time I go to airport, this, this thing comes to me, okay? Uh, to, just to share my story, I'm traveling. And, and I'm, every time I go around and I'm thinking, God, from nations to nations, you know, God is just... And uh, years, like a few years ago, I was a little village boy standing and teaching the plans behind my house, you know, with a stick in my hand. And this is what God can do. Studied there for seven months. That was a, a very uh, deep quick course and advanced certificate of theology. And I graduated. I remember during the graduation, my youth pastor and uh, one of my pastors from the church were there for my graduation. That was a good thing. Somebody there for J Jason, you know, and uh, during the big ceremony, graduation ceremony going on, I was awarded as one of the best students of that year. And my name with Indian flag on the big giant LED screen. And I'm like, what? and it was a, like a mega church, like a 35,000 people church. So it's like a huge auditorium. And and I'm walking towards the stage, seeing the Indian flag and my, you know, my photo right there. And I'm like, wow. And God reminding me years of your loneliness, years of your brokenness, years of your tears. I am turning it out. I am changing it because I'm a God who is faithful to fulfill everything uh, I am promising. And um, I came back home uh, in 2014. This happened in September, but in 2014, February, something beautiful happened. Um, before I was going to this university, this college to study for theology, uh, my youth pastor from the church that I'm attending right now, it's Exodus Church, my youth pastor comes up to me on a February 20th, I think it was a Sunday, on a Sunday and on, I think the very next week, Thursday or something, I'm flying to Singapore and he comes up to me on Sunday and said, Jason, pack your bags and be ready because I'm going to come and pick you tomorrow. And I said, I don't understand, uh, bro. And he said, I'm taking you home. And uh, that was the very first time I heard someone like saying, let's go home. The next day he comes up and he picks me up from the room that I was staying. He packs up my bag, he puts it in the car. And on the way to, on the way, uh, to the house, he said, Jason, till now for the last 24 years, then uh, you had nobody 
to say bye to when you go someplace and there will no people to wait for you when you come back from today things are changing my father will be your father my mother will be your mother and i'm going to be your brother you are being adopted into our family and i'm like oh, i mean what is this this is the dream or what you know and from then till today i have an address i am in that house right now this is my room and you know i've been staying and i've been adopted into this family and the bible says in the book of joel every years that the locusts have eaten all these years where the crawling locusts the jumping locusts or the hopping locusts have eaten i'm going to give it back to you and when god does he does it in his style dude and he is so good and one of those nights i was sitting down and i was praying i want to conclude okay right here and i was sitting and i was praying and god reminded me this incident where i was standing in front of the wilson college board and god said this voice to me saying i'm going to make you write history and he said jason i want you to go back he asked me do you remember that i said i do remember and he said i want you to go back to your college and get to your department and uh, after even after so many years you need to check out the toppers the first rank holders of your college okay and from the 1700s from the 1700s the time college started and you go 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 way down when you come to 2000 and go to 2013 and you will see jason james right written there and no matter how many years pass by your name will be there it is not because of you it is because i said it i have made your name there because it's for my name sake and i'm like wow and god said do you remember the story of joseph and here comes the dreamer right and i love the story of joseph is because god spoke to me something very revelatory from joseph's life and i want to conclude with that he said we know the story of joseph you know everybody loved him his father loved him a little bit more and he was thrown into the pit he was sold to egypt you know and he went into potiphar's house he was loved by everyone potiphar's wife loved him a little bit more because of that he went into prison and from the prison his friends forgot him but eventually he came to power so i'm like i know the story i've heard it in the sunday school and it, it, these downloads happens in the prayer time okay guys all those listening i want you all to sit down and hear not just speak just silently just put a worship music and just just listen what god speaks and you know you will be you will be surprised by what god can speak through you speak to you through some similar stories and you know very relevant stories or very common stories and i'm and god said can you rewind the story jason i said okay rewinding the story and god's like he was in the palace because he was in the prison he was in the prison because he was in the potiphar's house he was in the potiphar's house is because he was been sold to egypt and he was sold because he was in the pit he was in the pit because everybody hated him and i'm like sounds good tell me more and god's like if 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 he was not in the prison he wouldn't have been in the palace if he was not in potiphar's house he wouldn't have been in the prison if he was not sold to the egyptians he would have never ended up in potiphar's house because you know changing the words and is like because he was in the pit he was sold because he was sold he was in that house because he was there he was in the prison one fine evening in singapore during a worship night i was worshiping with my friends uh, it was a worship night and we're just praying and crying down for india and we're praying for revival and all those kind of you know you're in the bible school and you've been trained to pray and you know pray for revival and all that and i'm praying and god speaks to me through videos okay and i love storytelling i love making videos i love taking 
photos you know i love all that so god speaks to me through stories and like you know videos and i'm standing there worshiping and immediately just like a silence and then i'm standing there and there is a a voice in the i'm in a dark room okay again room and i'm and i'm spotlight on me and the camera's coming down and god is like uh jason and like yeah is like take this and i took it and it's a pot okay you know pot right like and it's really designed well and all that and it's like okay take a bulb in your hand and he gave me a bulb and i'm like okay pot and a bulb uh, what do you want to do want to paint a picture so i put the bulb inside the pot i put the bulb inside the pot so this is a video that i'm seeing while worship it could be a dream or a vision so put it inside and god said okay switch it on switch it on is like what do you see i said nothing is like very good turn it off and i turned the switch off is like give it back to me i gave it back he took the bulb out he took the pot in his hand he threw it down trash you know it just crashed and i'm like what have you just done it was a nice pot you broke it he's like keep quiet pick it up i'm like <clears throat> fine and he's like now hold it i'm like oh my gosh and i'm just holding it somehow and i'm like it's going to go to left or right it's going to fall down because there's no glue right and it's trying to be balanced in and i could see full broken pot right just crack all around and then he said okay now take the bulb i took the bulb and he's like now put it inside now i put it inside now it's like uh, go turn on the switch i went ahead and i turned on the switch and he's like now what do you see man i want to tell you it was like a dream and i'm seeing it and i said god i see light coming out through every cracks that's been broken and god said this is what i did with you this is what it happened you're broken so that my light can come out you know the perfume is been the fragrant the fragrance came out because it was broken the light came out because it was broken so one thing that i understood from all these years now today i'm traveling across countries and states and universities and colleges now back to back zoom and meetings sharing the love of jesus you know speaking to christians non christians you know and also working with a church called exodus as a, as the youngest one of the youngest counselors you know speaking to a lot of broken youngsters broken students who have a very broken past some of the stories i hear it and i break down i cry with them and god told god told me i broke you so that you can be a blessing you know the place where you failed i'm going to make you a winner in that area in you know that is the difference between the kingdom of god the kingdom works differently the place where we failed a company will never give us a chance to try the project again but god is like you failed there yeah you failed in your childhood you failed in your teenage years you failed in your youth take some youths and train them up with hope and love and faith because every single dream that you had i made it into a reality and this that's what i said god gives me gives me a lot of dream that's why when i when you guys said send me this and i read the name and i'm like wow <laughs> nice okay you know it reminds me about a lot of dreams that i had in the in the in the in those days and i have a book guys now if it's a recordings i have a book i wrote down every promises god has done prophecies that i heard something that he spoke to me through videos and you know pictures or visions and i written written it down and if i go through those books now many of it or most of it has been ticked you know has been ticked because god is faithful many a times we forget to see what god has done and miss it out but i want to remind everybody who's listening to me with my story if god can do this with my life god can do this with you man because you don't you don't have to strive to be loved by god because you're already loved you don't have to struggle to be accepted by the world because you're accepted by the king you are loved and every single dream that you have in your heart i'm telling you he's faithful to fulfill it because he's a good 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 father 
Oh, Jason, I love your story. Wow. You know, I'm not, uh, I feel like sometimes I don't, I cannot listen for a long time, but I listened to everything you said. You, you're a very captivating speaker, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so God is good. Um, actually, I wrote a lot of questions to ask you, but Ooh. maybe we're running out of time. But then I was just thinking, you know, when you were talking, I, when you were initially talking, I wrote down like uh, I separated them out like I feel there's a lot of grace in your story where God showed up but there's a lot of pain in your story do you feel like when you were in that moment you know in those seasons do you feel that the pain was more louder than the grace like did you see those grace moments those moments of grace like for example when you say um that your grandpa took care of you your grandma and grandma took care of you like it was your grandpa's faith that brought you here it was because he took you to church like you, we wouldn't have all this if it wasn't the fact that you lived with your granddad. If you lived with your parents, you couldn't borrow their faith. And so just those, that was a grace moment, I see it. But you can see it as a place of pain where your parents rejected you and abandoned you. And that can be, I feel like sometimes the enemy lies to you and says, you know, this is, this is what should have happened, but this is not what you got. And so you're like in that place of pain. So I just want to know, like, how did you get to that place? How do you get to a place of healing if, you know, you had that pain? And what, like, how did that, how did that look for you? For me, uh, it's a good question, man. Yeah, to answer to your question is, um, honestly, it is very painful, man. It was very painful. But uh, those days when you go through that moment, it was very tough for me. But when I come here and look back, now I can see the grace moments. Then I could only see the pain moments. But today I can look at those grace moments because God always raised up some people for me. You know, the Bible, in the story where uh, Joseph was going to find his friends, right? And then there's a, this specific portion where this one person, I, the name is not mentioned. It says there's a person who told him his brother has gone to this place. And, you know, there's this one man was standing in a way and said, your brothers have gone to that place. And this is one man. There's one mention of that guy. That's it. So there are people like that. God raises up in your life. It's like, you know, tap on your shoulders. You see, they are like the signboards. You know, I preach one's called signboards. Signboards. They are like, that, that's it. So today, when I look back, those were the signboards showing God's favor, God's mercy, God's kindness, God's proven. But those days when I was going through, it was very tough. So what, the, what is the conclusion? Now, when I go through a painful moment, I can look at those grace moments and believe Man, if God was there, he will be there throughout too. So definitely pain spoke loud, but grace covered it so well. Yeah, I love your story. You know what I love about it is because you're so open and vulnerable, Jason. I feel like in our community, like, because your story is so different. Sometimes you, sometimes I feel like we want a different story. We're like, God, why did you give me this story? Like, you know, I just <laughs> want a normal story, just like every other child. I just want to have a family. Like everybody has that. I'm just the one out of hundred who doesn't have that. And sometimes you just want a normal story. And so that's why I just love your story, that you're just open about it. You don't feel God has taken away the shame in your story and he has restored that for you he's restored hope for you and i feel like your story gives people a lot of hope and that's why we wanted to call you because we feel like past the pain and past the you know when you go past and have that healing i feel you can start to dream again and hope again and from you being that boy to like i feel like we had two different stories like is this the same boy who like won Ooh. this and did this dab it dab it guys <laughs> how did that happen you know the dividing factor is always jesus he's the one like oh, absolutely 100 percent equation yeah 
I love this line from a song that says, what would I have done if it weren't for your love? As you were speaking, this was the one line from the song that just kept coming to my mind, Jason, because I just feel that the love of God just came into your story and changed all of it. Yeah. Like everything in your life. Mm-hmm. And I just want to touch on this one thing, Jason, I just want to ask you, I just want to be very sensitive when I ask you this, but um, there's a lot of pain in your story with the abuse and the your parents divorce and all of that and there was probably a lot of trauma attached to that how did you sort of navigate that because one thing I know personally also is like an encounter with Jesus changes everything yes but there's a lot of things you need to deal with after that also like there's this whole process of you know how God just needs to come in and fix so many other things in your life so what did that journey look like for you because just like Neba said you know you needed to move past all of that for God to come in and put his dreams into your heart so for a listener who is probably in that season of maybe trauma or pain, what would you want to speak into them today? So personally, um, those days where I, one thing that I was always sad to God was that I didn't have a father to guide me through. If I had a father who would have stopped people from touching me, you know, who would have stopped people from using me, I wish I had a father like that. But God has been so gracious, just like uh, Neba said before, God was so gracious to me that he put in people whom I call mentors over my life. And I want to encourage every single people who are listening to me, every single person listening to me, we all must have a mentor that can guide us, that can be trusted. It's it's a part of accountability that you need to have, not somebody whom you cannot trust, not somebody who cannot understand you, definitely someone of your same gender, Someone who is elder and someone who uh, is going through or gone through or also is has achieved something that you are wanting, you're dreaming to achieve. I think this will be the criteria for selecting or choosing a mentor. Definitely ask God, pray to God about it. And once God gives you the confirmation, go ahead. Now, I had amazing mentors throughout my life whom I could share my heart out. Definitely. I think Hannah, you said the right thing. Accepting Jesus just opens the door for healing. It's your responsibility to welcome the healing. It's responsibility. It's your responsibility to accept that you are, it's just like yours. The land is ready to be farming, you know, they're ready to be uh, cultivated and your heart is open. And through the process, I had amazing mentors. Like I repeat, they were there to guide me, help me through the process of inner healing teaching me the values of uh, forgiveness and, uh, you know, things, a lot of lessons, a lot of lessons. The Bible says in John 8, 32, the truth, you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And a lot of lies that the enemy has spoken over the years, you know, that you are not worth it. That's why people are doing this to you. You are not good. You know, that is why people are touching you. People are abusing you. You are not worth it. You don't have it. That's why people are always putting you down. But these lies has to be removed by the truth. And that truth has to be come from an authority, come from a leader, from a mentor whom God has appointed over your life. And when you open up to that person whom you can trust and guide yourself, humble yourself to go through the process of inner healing from to, from a pastor or a, or a person, or you can ask your mentor to guide into some places that you can go through. And when they go through, open your life to that people, not just ABC, but A to Z, you know, and you, you tell everything about it. You know why? Because most of the times healing does not happen because we close that house, close that room. We make that person come to every single house, but not to the, my room. You know, my room is closed. And the moment the room is open, the light just comes in. And when the light comes in, the darkness have to go. And I, I believe 
the lies over your life the trauma the prop the rejection the pain the the, uh, the all the painful memories are hanging on because it is not exposed the moment it is exposed to a person yeah. who is mature uh, someone who can handle who can help who's in an authority over your life who can guide you in the love of god that's what i'm saying find mentors very carefully you don't want somebody who's so jealous of you you want somebody who is so happy that you're doing great you know people that i mentor i always tell them go the extra mile guys just just go i'm here to cheer just go guys you know so find somebody who 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 to you, whom you can look up and who can guide you through and i want to i want to say the it's not the memories won't go the memories won't go see i cannot forget the abuse that happened to me but the pain has gone the scar will there scar will remain but the pain will go and this pain has been replaced by the truth of god this pain is so now that is why when i speak it so uh, you know openly about the abuses or the people's words that's insults and the rejection that happens because the memory has not gone anywhere guys don't think when you go through a session like that or go through a a process like that it's just deleted like you delete on your phone no memories won't go but the pain attached to those memories will definitely be gone and you will be so proud and those scars will be the mark that you're going to show the people that i was been there i was there i was there but i'm not under it anymore you know i'm not under it i'm over it because god has been so faithful find mentors be accountable and be humble to be open and be exposed about your life and allow god to heal you man i think that is the only solution yeah well wow, jason Just one more question. Just want to end with that, uh, Jason. Just what would you want to leave with the listener today, who's probably in the season of wanting to give up on the dream that maybe God has spoken over their heart, maybe a promise God spoke over them, and maybe they feel like nothing else in their life seems like it's happening or going in the direction that they thought it would happen. And you touched on that on your story as well. You were in that place too. So, uh, what do you put? What encouragement would you want to leave somebody who's in that place today? i would say i don't want to be like sound cliche because uh, i would say wait but i want to tell you why is because uh, all these things that are happening with me i never ever thought um, you know whatever that god has spoken going to come to pass i never believed or i never trusted that uh, you know this is going to happen like and i'm going to i'm going to be a speaker i'm going to be a you know i'm going to be someone who's going to initiate dreams in people's life i'm going to be someone who's going to be there to heal certain wounds of people i'm going to be there to uh, mentor youngsters i never thought but when god spoke those words uh, i want i want everybody who listening to me i want you to know that god is not subjected to time he's the author of time god knows the beginning and the end seasons and times are for humans god is not subjected to the seasons god is not subjected to time he's the author of time so he knows he can decide when to happen what to happen we are the ones who think it has to happen now if it doesn't happen now then i'm going growing old you know what if happens in the winter it has to happen in summer but god is not subjected to time when the moment i was born god knew the time that i'm going to die and god knew how it's going to be shaped so a blind trust so one of my first sermons first message that i preached in my whole life is called fools for christ so unless you become a fool to believe what god said adding on a story to you guys just to you know just to emphasize what i'm speaking there was a season in my life where i thought there's no god 
I mind you, this is after being, being in the ministry. Okay. So I thought there's no God. Imagine a point where you're ministering to people. You are telling about the love of Jesus to people and inside your heart, you're like, is this true God? Like, is it real? Like, is it science or what? Yeah. And there were times I sit down to pray and I'm, I'm starting to pray. And then slowly like, who am I praying? Is it like real? What if it's just man-made things, you know? And guys, it happened for me for months. And I have to lead prayer. I, I felt like a hypocrite. I'm like, man, I don't know what. And then one fine night, uh, I was in a night prayer in the church and very few people, three to five people sitting. And there was one family sitting. And I was just, and they were praying and I'm sitting eyes open because I'm not able to pray because who am I praying to? I'm being there because I have to. So I'm like, you know, who am I praying to? And then I see uh, the child of uh, this couple that came, uh, this child, there are two kids, like one is like three year old, one is like one and a half. And this one and a half girl uh, is, you know, putting on the uh, the cloth of her mother over her head. And she just, she's just walking like this. Okay. She can't figure out she's, and she's freaking out and then she's freaking out, but she, and she's holding on this cloth. And then she finally runs to her mother and just hugs her. And immediately after so many months of silence, immediately I hear, voice saying jason give a pencil and a paper to this child's hand and tell her uh, to prove that this is her mother like just tell her to logically prove uh, that this is her mother and you know and how whether will she able to do that and i'm like i don't think she'll be able to do that and then because like, then how does she know that she's her mother i'm like she knows how does she know she knows can she prove it i mean i don't think she can but she knows it's like so she can't prove but she knows I'm like, yeah. So she, and then this God asked me, so what about you? Do you need a proof or are you, or do you know it? And I'm like, I don't want to be in the proof area. I want to be in the knowing area. I want to be a person who knows God's heart, you know, yeah. not, I don't want to be a disciple who's familiar, but I want to be a disciple who's intimate with God, who's like on the heart of Jesus. So answering to your question, everybody who's listening to me, who's going through a season where you think, this is not going to work out anymore. I think that is the perfect place for God to work. The moment our ideologies end, uh, the moment we think it's not going to work out is the moment where God's going to step in. Because till then we have another plan. Like we know it's going to work out. You know, time is still there. You know, the time is still there and the flight is going to go at nine o'clock. You know, it's okay. You will go through till eight. You know, you're okay. From eight o'clock to nine o'clock, there is a tension builds up. <laughs> you know, 8.30 done and your security check is not done and you're scared. You know, I think that half an hour is the place where God's going to work. That is the space. So, ev and everyone who's listening to me think the place where you're stuck is the space where God start. So just, just trust God, guys. Just trust God. May not be the way that you think God's going to work, but totally different way. But be willing to accept the change that God is bringing. Maybe God's going to shift your idea. Maybe God's going to give you another idea altogether. Maybe God is going to direct you to another step. Maybe God is going to tell you or bring you someone who give you a wise counsel or an advice, you know, be willing to accept it and believe God can take you through the next step in his style, not your style. This is what I tell everybody. Do not think God's plan in our style. You know, we will be thinking God's going to do this way. And God is like, my goodness, I want to do it in another way. Can you just drop it down and allow me to do it in my style? And the moment we say, okay, do it in yourself. God is like, okay, you know, we don't know how God's going to work, but God will work. If he said it, he will do it. If he said, and he won't do it, he's a liar. When we do not believe in a liar, if he say, and he won't do it, the Bible becomes a lie. The Bible is not a lie. 
if god has spoken it he will do it and that's that is absolute period wow jason such a beautiful beautiful conversation jason i'm so blessed to just be a part of it and i love your story and i know it's going to bless so many so many more people yeah. jason thank you for coming and we just so loved the conversation and we loved having you and uh, maybe we'll have you again another time absolutely man it was such a joy thank you so much guys for having me it was so much fun and i loved sharing my story on this platform and uh, yes love to everybody who's listening all around the world may this be a blessing to everybody guys thank you so much hey dreamer thank you so much for listening we hope this episode blessed you and if it did we would love to hear from you you can follow us on instagram at here comes the dreamer podcast make sure you go to apple podcast spotify and google podcast and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode while you're there we would love for you to rate and review our podcast cuz this helps us reach more people we cannot wait to see you on our next episode